we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. You know, I'm going to start saying the uh, the day we're actually meaning this for because it doesn't really make sense for me to, to do the day before. So I, I guess I'll just start calling it out for what day we're recording for, uh, which in this case, and as my phone just went off, uh, which I need to turn off, in this case, it is Friday, December 3rd, the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and the always popular fan favorite, the man with a considered and informed opinion, Marty Foster. How are you, Marty? I'm very well, thank you. A tad on the chilly side. It's about two degrees outside. I'm sat here in my man cave wearing two shamags, a coat, long johns, thick woolly socks, warm fur-lined slippers, and I've got a fan heater running next to me. So, yeah, I'm, it's cold, but I'm, I'm nice and cozy right now. Thank you very much for asking. That's good. That's good. And uh, Frosty the Snowman, who is hanging outside of your window, um, I, I'm assuming that's him waving to us over there. Uh, is saying yeah, hello, hello, Frosty. Yeah. Yes. So just humoring Bruce. He's he's having an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce, how are you today? Uh, healthy and alive, though I don't sound healthy. It, you it's have just all sound. I, I, you have Omicron. That's that's. What you know something? Actually, if if I would have had Omicron, I probably would already be over this. Uh huh. That that serious, huh? No, that, that is what we're hearing about Omicron, that it's particularly from, um, I think Mike Eden spoke about it just the other just the other day. And he said that it it's all about the, the way in which the um, every time a, a, a viral cell replicates itself, it sometimes, not every time, but sometimes it makes typos. It makes an error in its own DNA material. And it seems these mutations that have happened to give us Omicron which is, by the way, an anagram of moronic, as it happens, has made it a very, very weak virus. Uh, doctors in South Africa are saying, we're getting nobody in hospital. And I believe you stated the other night on a, on a podcast that there's been zero hospitalizations as a result of this new scariant, again, term you used, can't, can't claim um, credit for that. So, yeah, if Bruce had Omicron, he'd be over it by now. He's, he's got a cold. It's yeah. he's over. Did did my dear friend Ned talk to you about something that he discovered from from his research into other people's research? The fact that the common cold kills COVID dead actually gets rid of it. If you catch a cold while you have COVID, that it actually gets rid of it. Did he talk about that? No. Oh, we're going to have to get him yeah, on to no. talk about that. Uh, did, did he? Did he talk he did. about that? And I just I missed think he it. did. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, because okay. he did mention that. Because he, he, he brought up the fact that why are we trying to get rid of the common cold when it helps uh, against the flu and against COVID? It does. And the more you look at it and think about it, it would appear that the common cold is actually your body's way of telling you to have a rest. It's actually part of your immune response. When you run down and you, and you, um, you know, people call it a cold because if you're tired, 
and you've been out in the in the rain and your body is at a low ebb, you seem to get a cold. But maybe it is just an immune response, which I think was part of the research that Ned had read um, suggesting that. And and indeed, you're going to have to help me out here. The Indian doctor on Rumble, the piece he he um, he did. It's on our it's on our Telegram page. The, is it the guy that uh, created the? No, uh, no, no. Not that I guy? think no, okay. that you are referencing Dr. Sucharit Bhakti, who is the yes, yes, he's Sucharit the Bhakti. Yes, he's a retired professor from the University of Mainz in Germany. Yes, and what he said was very interesting, particularly to us laymen, about the fact that no vaccine that goes into a muscle can ever re- prevent a respiratory tract infection because the two systems of the body, the two parts of our immune system are separated. Those that are inside the bloodstream and inside the organs and those that are in the alimentary tract or you know the alimentary canal and the respiratory system. So nose, ears, mouth, throat, stomach is separate from the, the bloodstream and the um and, and the internal organs. I mean so this being a respiratory disease, and it's transferred by particular inhaling particles um, from being exhaled from an infected person, means that these vaccines that are going into our muscles, according to the good doctor, have no chance of giving us any kind of um, of help. I just so happen to have, uh, and I, I did, I did see that um, uh, that video that was posted up there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's indeed the case. And, but see, that's the thing, though. They're they're playing on that. They're they're playing on what everyone has known growing up, right? Oh, you go in, you get your vaccines, whatever. They've played on that, and so that's what they're using now. And of, of course, with the, uh, the the scariants and everything, if you want to call them that, uh, the the scariants that the variants, that's what they're now using. The South African doctors, as you said. I mean, I've been watching videos of like their health minister and uh, and their their president uh, and and government representatives, and they're like, "What are you guys doing? We're, we don't have any any cases down here. We don't have anybody going into hospitals. What are you guys doing?" And it, it's incredible. The UK has forty six thousand cases as of like what two days ago of this new quote variant, but yet the place that it supposedly comes from has none. I mean, it's just uh, what whatever. Uh, I've got Boris here going in for his uh, his booster. Uh, I'll just be rolling this uh, behind us here, and as you can clearly see, uh, he is masked up and uh, walking straight into. Uh, I'll thank everybody that is socially distanced in their chairs, given the elbows, of course, because he's not uh, he's not allowed to handshake anybody. Uh, but then he'll sit down here in just a moment as he's congratulating everyone. You know, thank you for coming he's, in to get your get your booster. He's, he's not two meters from any of those people, and the masks that they're all wearing are only twenty five percent efficient at stopping exhalations. So mm-hmm. he's breaking all his own rules. And um, oh, but see, he's getting his booster though. He, he's getting his booster, which you know is the number one vial. I might add, it'll be the zero. You rather yeah. won't it? Yeah. Not the number one. Uh, well, the one was the saline. What? No, the, I thought no. it was the, the... Oh, zero one was zero the saline. Zero one was the saline. Yeah, zero, zero two was the mRNA. Yeah, and zero three and, was um, the... That was the 
the bad the one, one with the um, the bad one. Yeah, yeah. So I hope it's a three. I hope she's um, numerically dyslexic. <laughs> and just, hope she made the wrong just shoved the a wrong three choice. into his arm. <laughs> but you see, he didn't feel a thing. Yeah, he didn't feel a thing. It's all good. Of course, he yeah. doesn't feel a thing. He's a sociopath. Anyone who could do what they're doing to the the world's populaces has to be completely devoid of human feeling. Uh huh. They're only concerned with their own furtherment, their, their own steps up the ladder, and uh, they're, they're, they're a disgusting disgrace. I've taken every opportunity today to call him a New World Order, World Economic Forum puppet on every single one of the, the posts that he's put up on Facebook and Twitter. And obviously, that's done for him by an aide. He's, he's got somebody who's running all his um, yeah. social media accounts of and course, probably yeah. reads them. If he did read them... Um, uh, a human with any amount of feeling would have broken down in tears and had a nervous breakdown and 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 apologized to everyone by now if he ever read a single word of of his social media feeds. But of course he doesn't. Um, I put it there for other people to see, and um, I get quite a lot of love. I get quite a lot of hate as well. But I, I don't mind. I can cope with it. I can cope with it. Whereas of course a narcissist like Boris wouldn't be able to to live with the idea that people don't quite like him. But it's not just him. It's not just him. The uh, the Australians, they don't seem to like their government people either. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. Uh, but their health minister today, uh, what, Hunt or something, Greg Hunt, uh, who was a young global leader from uh, Klaus Schwab and company, uh, he has resigned today to... Um, These young global leaders, were they, were uh -huh. they given um, really nice uniforms by, uh, was it, uh, Hugo Boss designed them, and could um, be, could a, be. And a special special knife that they used to carry as well. I mean, I'm just wondering if 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 that was what it's the entirely global leader. It is entirely it possible. Might, yeah, it is entirely possible. But you know, the other day I said that I would try and reach out to my Australian friends, yes. and I linked in. Uh, I, I messaged about five people, all living in Australia now, all ex servicemen, and I, I put a heartfelt message out to them. I linked in the link to the podcast. Uh, and to give them an idea of what we were talking about, not one of them has got back to me. Uh, and th this smacks very heavily of of, um, of fear. Perhaps they don't want to, um, you know, be seen to be stepping outside of their boundaries. The trouble with ex most ex-military people are we are easily indoctrinated and we have to have faith in our governments because they're the ones that are going to put us in harm's way. And we have to believe that when they do, uh, it's for all the right reasons. So it's difficult sometimes to get ex-service people to speak out. Um, but I've heard nothing from them, not a single one of them. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, the uh, the whole, uh, I think you even made the the, uh, the statement here one time, the uh, don't, you said it's a phrase, as in don't question the white or something like that, meaning you don't question up the ladder, you don't question the you, system. You don't you don't fight the white. The white is don't the system. Fight the white, you don't fight the system. You, yeah. you, you, you go with the system. You uh -huh. go with the flow. Well, um, the system in this case knows that. That's the problem, is the system in this case knows that. And they're playing that against people. Nick Ferrari, for example, LBC radio host, when he comes out and he says things such as what I'm about to play, how on earth, by just hearing this, and th this, is not the, this is not the only place we're hearing this. 
This is not the only country we're hearing this. We're hearing this in uh, in Greece. We're hearing this in Austria, who, by the way, their chancellor who was unelected, Schallenberg, he just resigned uh, just out of nowhere. And his predecessor, uh, Sebastian Kurz, who was another young global leader, announced today that he's leaving politics entirely. He's not going to have anything to do with it anymore. So one of two things are happening. One, these people are actually finding out what in the world is going on. Or two, they're running as far away as they can from this entire situation. They're just getting away from it and getting away from Klaus and company because the angry mob out there in the streets aren't going to play very nice any longer, uh, I don't think. Uh, it's just a matter of time before they start going for these people. But again, I mean, we can talk about that here in a second, but I want to play this clip of Nick Ferrari because this is happening everywhere. This kind of talk is now happening everywhere. We've tried the education. We've tried the carrot. We now move to the stick. If it takes time now, the time to find people, great. Let's start. Let's never move 100 euros, make it 100 pounds. Right, and it starts, and I tell you what, it's not 60, but let's make it 40 and above starting on Monday. Okay? Now, if we come round, knock on the door, and you can show on your phone or you've got a letter or something, you've got an appointment, that's fine. But if you willfully oppose now, you're 40 and above, £100 fine in December, £100 fine in January, £200 in February, £300 in March. By the end of the year, you'll be spending about £1,000, and that might cut through your ignorance. Well, it's an idea, isn't it? I don't know what you think of it. Now, you see, this is why I stopped listening to LBC, because um, pricks like him need to be taken out and having a, had a jolly good talking to. And what I mean, a jolly good talking to, the kind of talking to where you need a dentist afterwards. <laughs> um, he used to be, to my mind, the voice of reason. Uh, and it was that... Cockwomble O'Brien that I had the real problem with. Yeah. And, of course, the, pre the not the president, the, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, used to come on to LBC every now and again. Really, Ferrari needs to get a grip of himself before somebody gets a grip of him. He travels on public transport through London. And funny thing is, last time I was in London, um, I got into a cab outside the Ritz, Okay, I was in the Ritz. We went there uh -huh. for, for yeah, the afternoon. The privilege is just the privilege nice. is just it's just seething through. Yeah, we can we can see. Yeah, that. the um <laughs> the 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 guy at the door in his um blue tails and his white waistcoat and his top hat held the umbrella as me and the person I was with travelled to the to the taxi. But once we'd got in the taxi and we we're all back on a, an even keel. Um, the taxi driver started telling us how him and all his mates don't believe in any of this rubbish and they all go to the protests and the rest of it. So at some point or another, after saying something like that, Ferrari's going to wind up in a taxi driven by a person who is awake. And that taxi might not go to the LBC studio. It That's might take true. him to somewhere somewhere else. So To the conference hall, he maybe. Really, yeah, for a good talking to. He does need to, to get a grip for himself. That is the most ridiculous fascist thing I've ever heard. It is. But like and, I said, it's happening everywhere. It's not. It's not just people like Ferrari saying that. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in all these countries. They, the uh, the Greek, uh, whatever he is, the prime minister, whatever they they just announced they're going to be doing exactly that. So don't tell me that this is not coordinated across the board. So haven't it, the Greeks suffered enough under under the the really outrageous disadvantage that they were put at under being members of the European Union? Haven't I mean, all the member states suffered enough? Well. The richer states, the ones that were actually able to to contribute, they've suffered, but haven't suffered the kind of austerity that Greece has suffered. So how does he? Well, I suppose that there you go. There's your answer. No one in Greece has got a hundred euros to even risk being fined 
apart from their ultra rich, which of course they have, all the big shipping magnates and and what have you. Although I bet they're losing money at the moment with their ships being held off in certain ports. Yeah, um, they can't get into the Med. They can't get into the Italian ports. They can't get into uh, the uh, New York or New Jersey ports. They can't get into the LA or the Long Beach ports at all. But the majority of people in Greece, 100 euros is a great deal of money at the moment. And it constitutes probably half of, of a month's disposable income, maybe, you know, maybe more. Uh, so they, um, they, they'll comply. They'll no, comply because they, they have no choice. Honestly, I, I don't I don't necessarily know about that. And the only reason I say that is because we've seen the pre, that we've seen the people that have been mounting a resistance in the city of Athens and a few other places down there. Uh, and those are no small numbers. So I, honestly, it, it's it, where where they are right now. The position they're taking now is simply they're trying to fortify. That's all they're trying to do. They're in the process of playing uh, defense, if you will. Uh, they're not They're not on offense. They're on defense because they know what's coming on the other side of this thing. If you look at the mainstream news reports that are out there now, you've got organizations like, well, I mean, the usual rags, in, no offense, the usual rags in the UK, the Sun Papers, the Mirror, and you know the, the usual stuff. Uh, they're out saying a normal thing that happens now in in winter is blood clots. What? What? How, how does how does that work? And the new um, uh, symptom for this Omicron variant is heart failure. What? That, that's never been a, a, a symptom of a cold or a flu or any kind of a respiratory disease in the in, in the past. Why now? Because they can't hide what's coming anymore. They they can't hide what they've done. And this is why they're locking down the unvaccinated population. Because now now the people are really going to start to see what's going on. So. When this happens, I mean, yeah, hell, this just happened yesterday. Two more people dropped at Premier League games. And I can't tell you how many times it's happened this week. I think it's been about one a day on average, hasn't it, Bruce? We've been talking about it every day, just just about. Yeah. And we have how many hundred now? The athletes themselves have dropped from yeah. cardiac events. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, it, it, this, this is, as you said, it's going to be difficult to hide all of this. I mean, that's what they're trying to do with this new variant. A reminder, we said this yesterday, but this variant that, that, that they came out with now, the Omicron, that was discovered last year. It didn't really take off. Uh, and now they're pushing it this year. Why? Oh, I see. It's like orange is the new black or or whatever. It wasn't fashionable enough last year, so it didn't take off. But with all these athletes, the, these highly fit, uh, you know, healthy people dropping dead, or, or being severely ill from cardio problems. I saw a post today, and it's completely uncorroborated, and I've tried to do it. didn't occur to me till a few minutes ago to have a look. Uh, and I'm afraid my only source was Wikipedia. Now, FIFA allegedly have said that there's been a 2,500% increase in cardiac arrests during um, football games. Now, on the Wikipedia site, or if you type in um, FIFA announcement on cardio problems. It will take you to this page, and it's got a list of all the people um, going back to the twenties who have died whilst playing association football. And in most of the years from the twenties, you've got one, maybe two, and it gets a little bit higher later on, three, four, five. But in twenty twenty one, I counted fifteen people on that list. In, in Wikipedia, so there is again, Wikipedia can't be used as a as a as a as a solid source. 
But there's something going on and uh, we need to get the figures and we need to find out if that really is a two and a half thousand percent increase from last year to this year as to the number of people who have suffered heart attacks whilst playing football. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a strenuous game, but the people who play it train for that purpose. You know, I've, I've played football as a kid uh, in the Cub Scouts, in the Scouts, in the Army mm. Cadets, while I was in the Army, while I was in the Navy, while tough I was sport. at school, all, all those things. Well, it's not a tough sport. It's for pansies, really. Rugby's well, yeah, a tough sport. I mean, as far as like but, physically, physical demand. It is, side of things, yeah, you, you have to be fit. You have to be fit. And I never saw anyone drop dead. Even me, I've probably played getting into the thousands of games of football and I've never seen anyone drop dead. Yet it's happening all the time at the moment. Something is happening. What could it be? What's different about this year compared with last year? Yeah, they've all been poisoned with this bloody jab because they have to have it to travel. They're, you know, they, they've had to have it to get onto aircraft to, to go and play in international games. They've had to have it to be inside big stadia. So something is wrong and we're not getting the news. This is no. just not being properly reported on. No, they're running interference pieces through like Reuters and uh, and Snopes, you know, which are both Gates and Soros funded outfits. And they're saying, no, uh, there, there's no link to any kind of uh, uh, cardiac problems with uh, with sports athletes or anything like that. There's there's no link. There's no corroboration. Well, they're making themselves look very stupid, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, to, to anyone with with their eyes open. Uh, they're very much like Chemical Alley stood on that bridge in Baghdad going, oh, no, there's no Americans here as the Abrams goes behind him. You know, that, yeah. that, that, that the Americans have been will... driven out of our homeland as there's Abrams tanks literally rolling behind it. <laughs> yeah. They're making themselves look stupid, but they don't care. That's the, that's the thing. They really don't care because they know that enough of us have been dumbed down so that we, we don't see what's right in front of our noses. But it's, I, I know you say that there's enough of us that are dumbed down, but they're they're not winning any popularity contests and, and by that i mean i, I want to play just a clip here of, of fauci i know you don't like the guy and quite frankly we're not fans of him either but uh i, I want to play a clip of him and and i'm going to run it here behind on the screen behind me and i want you to see just how popular this guy is while he's taking questions in the white house press room standing at the podium uh, doing we have been the administration has been in contact with the pharmaceutical companies to go ahead and take the steps in case we need it but the mistake people would make is to say, let me wait and see if we get one. If you're eligible for boosting, get boosted right now. Sabrina. Uh, thank you, Dr. Fauci. Follow up to Tyler's question, because there is screening in place for international travel, but we've seen how quickly variants can spread once they reach our shores. Is there, does the science not suggest that there should at a minimum be a testing requirement for domestic air travel? Uh, and if not, why not? Well, again, that's a, these kinds of things we always talk about and consider. But right now, I'm not so sure we need a testing for an air travel in this country. I always get back to the fact is that people should wind up getting vaccinated and boosted if they're eligible for a boost. I keep coming back to that because that's really the solution to this problem. Two quick ones. Um, Moderna executives have said in the past couple of days that this variant appears threatening and may demand new vaccines. What do you make of those r remarks that seem a lot more alarmist than the administration's view or other vaccines? Now, that was Not less a single about one. Not <laughs> that a is single less about positive context. I mean, <laughs> There's nothing. Uh, there was Fauci's a killer, um, lying tyrant. There was POS, which I'm assuming stands for piece of yeah. something. There was let's go, Brandon. 
Don't be afraid. Yeah. Let's go Fauci. Yeah, Let's Fauci for jail. Yeah. The thing is, the people who are still watching these press conferences on their social media are people like us. We're the ones who are, you know, you know what the old saying, you keep your friends close, you keep your enemies closer. And so I'm still following Johnson and the other members of the cabinet and seeing what they're saying on the social media platforms so that I can challenge what they've said. Not that I've got any real ability other than this platform, but I make sure that the comment goes in and... It warms my heart to see just how much vitriol and hatred there is for that worm. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, I didn't see it in, in that entire bit there, there wasn't a single positive, well done, Anthony, or way to go, Tony, kind of. Um, that was their that was comment. mainstream news network in the US. That was ABC News. That was their own live stream that people were commenting yeah. on in in real time. Now, that's not to say that it's just relegated to to people like him, because these people are hated across the board. Now, I had mentioned to you uh, yesterday, Marty, we'll, we'll discuss this. I had mentioned to you that uh, there is, uh, well, I, I know that it's, it's difficult for you to accept, uh, but they're not going to be able to have the annual meeting uh, of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. They're, Klaus and company, they're, they're just not... Uh, they're just not going to be able to meet this year. Uh, and it just so happens that uh, Dero Klaus, uh, since he hasn't been able to, um, uh, to to be in touch with the public, he has released, a fo- well, his assistant really, has released a photo, and it's up on our Telegram page, of uh, him on holiday weekend uh, just today. Uh, and this is just to let you know who we're dealing with here. Uh, this is, um- is that really him? Because <laughs> I saw that earlier and I thought, is it? Just to describe to our listeners, we have a late middle-aged man, slightly overweight. Clearly, he's done some manscaping down below. He's wearing a pair of um, uh, lace top stockings, um, a small white hat with some kind of veil down the back and uh, a face covering. Uh, Other than that, he is completely naked, save for some kind of bondage chest strap. All in white. I think he must have been the bride at a wedding on the beach. And there, there's quite a, a nice looking lady staring at him in complete wonderment in her pink bikini just behind. Of Is that actually close? I, or of are course, you... I'm sh- no, of course I'm I'm sure that it's just a you know, it's just a gag or whatever. Uh but this is this is circulating. Uh I got this from several other places. I've seen this several other places today, but this is uh this is circulating. But he does like to dress up. He's he's got all kinds of cosplay costumes that he wears as his his grand wizard kind of super mystic, super fragile, callous mystic, plagued with halitosis kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um but you know what? I, I believe this is still correct. Switzerland doesn't have a standing army as such. Correct. All Swiss men of fighting age are reservists, and they've all got their service weapon at home should anyone come after all the stolen golden artwork that is held in their banks and, um, and what have uh-huh. you. So they're ready to defend it. So uh-huh. where the Swiss army knife came from, I've no idea because they actually haven't got an army. But having said that, that means that everybody of fighting age and probably older as well, who've retained their weapons, um, is armed with an automatic uh, assault rifle. So I'm not surprised because out of all those men in Switzerland, there must be a high proportion who are aware of what's going on and who oh, might yes. not 
Oh, yes. We might have not seen, agree. But have you seen some of the videos of some of the protests, the anti-COVID uh, measures protests in uh, in Switzerland, places like Zurich and Bern and Geneva and places like that? I've only seen what you guys have managed to okay. gather together and put into Telegram. Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's, um, that's basically the gist of it. But uh, the, more to the point, they they understand what the problem is down there. I mean, uh, this is like, I, I've, always, I've always said that you don't bomb your own bank. Well, they're bombing their own bank, literally. I think that like this, this is just a, a suicidal. Uh, I, I I don't know uh, out of these people. They're just insane. They're they're criminally insane. But uh, they're not able to have their meeting this year because of death threats against them and their family, either publicly or privately. And even people who have gone to their website, they fill out applications and put death threats in the applications when they apply for a job with the World Economic Forum. And it just so happens, to your point, again, just so happens that the Swiss got together to, well, supposedly they got together. Of course, there was a lot of mail-in voting because of COVID. But they got together and they overwhelmingly passed by by a, by a more than a, a half a majority to keep the COVID restrictions in place. Well, that doesn't make any sense. If that's supposedly one of the, uh, the quote, lowest vaccination countries in Western Europe, why would you vote to keep COVID restrictions in place? That makes no sense. Well, there's a lot of things about Switzerland that don't make sense. One is cuckoo clocks. What's the point? The other is the fact that they've got the highest or one of the highest suicide rates in in Europe. They do. Um, And a lot of that is down to the fact that everyone's got an automatic weapon to hand. So it it makes that a lot easier. It's also where all the, um, uh, what are they called? The the euthanasia clinics are. Uh, They're all in Switzerland. So... They're kind of a death cult anyway, aren't they? They're, they're, they've got a high suicide rate. It's where you go to die if you're, you've got some kind of horrible disease because they've passed laws to allow that. They've got very little respect for life, it would seem. I'm sure that's not actually true, but it, on the surface of it, if you, if you wanted to make an assumption, high suicide rate and euthanasia is legal could add up to low respect for life in general. So... To, to vote for, uh, you know, Turkey's voting for Christmas, um, which is a, kind of what they've done with their restrictions, um, it, it doesn't really surprise me. But again, mail-in voting, um, we all know what that can do. That can steal the biggest election on the planet, can't it? Yeah, it can. But again, I, I honestly, I, I don't think that and it's just it's surely speculation. The only reason I say it's surely speculation is because the, you remember the list we went over last week when you were on? Yeah. A lot of the Swiss government and a lot of the uh, the cantons and which is that's how their voting system works down there. The cantons and uh, a lot of their their federal government people and a lot of their uh, finance heads they're all compromised by by Klaus and his uh, his gang of uh, of whatever you want to call them down there. And for well, them to to get the the hatred, I'm, and I'm I'm just saying. So like for example, we played that clip of Fauci, but again that was less about context. Uh, it's more about what you could see. We have that video up on our Telegram page if you'd like to go see it. But the hatred hatred that they're getting the the uh, the effect that people out in the uh, in in the counter movement against this are having on these people for example the world economic forum we've been talking over the last year or so or probably well it's been longer than that almost 2 years now because we lost a year uh, but we've been talking for almost 2 years now about how these people in this organization, which are like banking heads, finance capital heads, corporation heads, academics, and and the like, they're all in bed with who? They're all in bed with communist bloc countries, the Chinese Communist Party in particular. Well, if these people 
are canceling their meeting, their annual meeting, because of uh, a couple of death threats. How does that look to their eastern counterparts that they've gotten into bed with? That shows weakness. That's not going to play no, too well. Well, the, the back channels, of course, through, through which they communicate to uh, Xi Ping and all the rest of the... Um, oh, those will stay open for sure. Yeah, they stay open. And, yeah. and they've, they've already decided, we don't need a meeting this year. Our plan, which we've had to drag forward because of a, uh, a rise in populism that got Boris voted in, that got Brexit pushed through, so on and so forth, and the populist movement right the way across Europe. As you said before, they brought their, you know, that they were forced to bring this plan forward. And um, they don't need a meeting this year because all of the big decisions have already been made. They have basically that they've fired their their silver bullet, and um, if the werewolf doesn't get killed, and the werewolf is mankind basically, stand fast, the ultra rich, then they've lost. So the issue we we have is they still have control of the police forces, the judiciary, the military. They still have those huge power bases. What we need is is, is a few honest politicians that are not controlled opposition to stand up and start putting them away. I mean, Boris today uh, turned on the Christmas lights and had a carol service outside, or had carol singers outside number 10. My comment was, WEF puppet, you have no shame. Have a good Christmas. Hopefully your next one will be in Belmarsh. Belmarsh is our high security prison where we put our terrorists. Uh -huh. um, I got several, several Adams. likes for that. Jerry Adams was a former guest there, was he not? I'm not sure. I don't know if that he may have been for a short time, but of course, he and Martin McGuinness were IRA brigade commanders and have blood on their hands. But because they took the leap to politics and aided and abetted by the Good Friday Agreement and, um, you know, Tony Blair, basically, and Corbyn, they became legit. So, I don't know if he, he spent any time in Belmarsh, to be honest. So you might be right. We'll have to look that up. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember? So I'm, I'm for some reason I'm I'm uh, I've got the impression or or kind of memory that did not the World Economic Forum have their own social media network that they were pushing for a while that was supposed yeah. to be for the leaders and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't so technically they don't even yeah uplink. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So technically they they don't even have to have these meetings that are that are open to the public anymore because they have their own social network so you know the the leaders and whatnot the the uh quote unquote important people will be on there and they can get their marching orders through a closed channel there are certain types of people in the world there's a reason why people get stereotyped um stereotypes are normally considered a bad thing but they're quite useful in some respects and so when someone who is Center of the road politically, non-racist, non-violent, hears, oh, they've had death threats. That garners sympathy. That changes people's opinion of them. Even when you hear about scumbag celebrities that, that have said something wrong, but they get death threats, those death threats are like a badge of honor and it changes people's opinion of them. And this is this is why I think they've said you know, there's been death threats and we're cancelling our meeting because we're afraid of security. They don't need to have a meeting. They can do it all over secure channels via the internet, via video conferencing, and there's no need to have a meeting. But I think the plan has already been fully formed and and in, and, and has, has been implemented. And, and yeah, so why would they need a meeting? 
Well, that's true. But they're having trouble keeping their field commanders in place, if you will. They're having to change these people out on the fly. Mario Draghi in Italy. Nobody voted for that guy. What's his name? Uh, Schallenberg, who just resigned today in Austria. Nobody voted for that. What did, did anybody actually vote for uh, for what's going on in Germany? Does anybody actually, did anybody actually vote for that? Honestly, I don't even know because the uh, the election uh, people here are saying, wait a minute, um, we need to recanvas this election because there's a lot of irregularities here. But they don't care. They're moving ahead. Well, it's it's harder to hit a moving target. That's for certain. Yeah. And and the art of warfare is deception. And yeah. a lot of these people that we are seeing leave their uh, high offices have either done a deal and said, right, I've done my bit. Can I please go now before I get strung up by a crowd carrying torches, pitchforks, and piano wire? Yeah, and, and those and crowds are there. That, that's what they've been allowed to do. They, they've been allowed to to go and spend more time with their family. I mean, usually it's the only time a politician ever tells the truth just before he says, he or she says, I'm going to go and spend more time with my family. It's their swan song. It's the only time you actually hear real facts coming out of their mouth and their real opinion is just before they retire um, or resign. But in this particular case, of course, these individuals are so complicit in the plan, they can't possibly admit anything. So so they're just being allowed to scurry off and there'll be a big enough... When we were talking about this earlier, I, I had this um, uh, eureka moment. Have you heard of Amway? You must have heard of Amway. Amway Global? Yeah, the pyramid selling yeah. company. Yeah. Now, Amway made made really, really good cleaning products. Yeah. Um, but the way in which they marketed it was um, basically you would go around your friends and neighbors and sell them a few products and then get them to sell stuff onto their friends and neighbors. So it's all right if you get in on the early stages of it and you become the main supplier. So you're supplying seven, eight people, and they in turn are supplying another seven or eight people. And you just keep ordering this stuff and you get a tiny amount of profit on each item as it goes down the chain. These ones that are coming into office now that are taking these positions are the ones that are four or five steps down the chain. And they're the ones who think they're going to still make money out of this pyramid scheme, but they're really not. They're going to come unstuck. They are going to be the fall guys who wind up with loads of bottles of detergent that they can't sell. In other words, mm -hmm. an angry mob. So <laughs> that's a bit of a strange yeah. analogy, but that's that's it's funny. You got me thinking about uh, about 12 years ago. I bought it because it was a guy I worked with. He did that stuff. Uh, I bought it from that company. Actually, I, I bought a uh, I bought a case of uh, this is back when I used to do horrible things, you know, eat horrible stuff It's back in the States. Uh, I bought a case of energy drinks from him and it was it was literally it was like liquid B vitamins. I mean, my goodness, it was pretty good. But, uh, you know, he gave me a couple of free samples and, and everything. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it case whatever and uh it, it was pretty good stuff as, as i recall uh it was it was pretty uh pretty pretty decent stuff i also bought oh, some there, there was nothing wrong with the product the, no, the, the products, products were they good. made were, were top notch and they were highly yeah. concentrated and did the job cleaning wise but that wasn't the point the point was to sell on to yeah, others sell on to and yeah. to expand your network i'm afraid well a close family member got involved and he came and showed the plan to everyone but to be fair to him, he thought it was a good idea because the product was good and he could mm -hmm. see that he was going to make money out of it. But an awful lot of people further down the line, further down the chain, 
didn't make any money and wound up with a lot of products that they paid for that they then couldn't get rid of. Yeah. We've got Christmas coming up. Uh, you're you're planning on- Have yeah, we cancelled? Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, well, it's already been cancelled. Yeah, it's, it's been cancelled everywhere because of uh, because of Omicron. You, you can't you can't have Christmas now. I love that line from, from uh, Robin Hood um, where the Sheriff of Nottingham bursts through the castle because he's very disappointed because something it's all gone terribly wrong and says, right, that's it. Stop all scraps from the kitchen for the poor. No more merciful beheadings and cancel Christmas. Uh, and and this is this is what situation we're in now. They've all thrown the toys out of the pram and they want to cancel Christmas. Yeah. Well, I, I actually not, go on, not sorry. Totally. I, I mean no, no, no. you were gonna say no, something. No, no. It's well it, they're not canceling Christmas totally, at least not in the UK. They're they're not canceling Christmas totally. Uh but they do have some advice. One of your uh, one of your ministers here is um uh, who has come out, working pensions secretary, uh Miss Coffee has uh, has come out and said that um well you uh you just and this is from the BBC, so take it for what you will, right? You just shouldn't kiss people, or strangers rather, under the mistletoe. Uh, now, as you can see here, uh, the young lady who is uh, who said this uh, is, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm not mean. I'm not a mean-spirited person. I'm not, um, I'm not one to give uh, ad hominem attacks on somebody, meaning you attack the person personally because you can't argue with them on issues. But I'm not sure this would be, this individual would be kissed by a stranger under any kind of a well, whatever circumstance it might be. Uh, but she's telling you not to do that uh, under the mistletoe this year. Are you uh, you looking to follow that advice? You think people will follow that advice, uh, hook, line, and sinker? Well, it all depends on where they're hanging the mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would rather kiss a basset hound than, than her, quite frankly. Um She's she's got a but face that these is. These are the um, people. These are the people that are telling you this, though. Is my point. Look, the the the, the trouble is that um, what is she again? She's she is the work and pensions secretary. The work and pension secretary. Yes, the work and pension secretary might gets far too much money um, anyway what, for that what job. Does she know, but what does she know about any kind of? Like, well, well, look I mean, at her. Forgot. She's a big, cuddly. She's a big, cuddly woman. I mean, <laughs> there's certain cultures that would find her incredibly attractive, Johnny. I think you are being a little unfair. Okay, all right, um, all right, all right. However, however, that does look like a wig, doesn't it? That that hair doesn't look natural. It does. Yeah, Do, it, it certainly does. Um, and she's got a very smug grin on her face, but you can only see the top part of her body. So I'm wondering where she's got the mistletoe. It's Sorry, I, I hate to go there. Well, no, I wouldn't go there. But um, she, she <laughs> I uh, dare they really? Yeah, it's like it's it's just laughable at this point. I mean, this is the kind of person that you're uh, that you're supposed to listen to. Bruce, you look like you want to say something. Um, I I would say um, okay. You you know my opinion of government already. Yes. Uh, but taking that aside, um, what is her position again? She is the absolutely work- nothing to do with um uh-huh. any kind uh-huh. of behavioral thing, is it? Exactly. Yeah. She has this is completely out of her line of expertise. Uh, Go back to the wage and pension or whatever the hell it is you do and do your um, overpaid job there. You've got that button ready, the bleep button. Yeah. Because my reply to her would be, um, I tell you what, Miss Coffee, you can be my sexual advisor because that's what you're seeking to do. So you can be my sexual advisor, and I want—I want your fucking advice. I'll ask for it. Yeah. That—that's it. I mean, two minutes of fame—that's all she's getting. Not even fifteen for saying something like this. But of course, we've now given her more time than she deserves. However, that is like, true. there is one thing I want to say about Christmas. 
Uh-huh. As you're aware, I've I've had a major surgery done recently, yep. and that's why I haven't been around, guys and girls. But I'm I'm back now. However, I've just been given the date for my next major surgery. So guess who's going to be in hospital for Christmas Day? Oh, you're kidding me! They're literally going to do no. that, man. Yeah, but I, I have to do it because there's many things I need to do in the yeah. new year yeah. where I need both legs to be working. So um, I've had to say yes. Yeah, but I'm going to be in hospital for Christmas Day. Such fun. So well, I'll call actually, you. I don't. I'll call well, you. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call you because if you don't, if you don't call me, I will call you because I'll okay. be in hospital yeah. Yeah, on yeah. Christmas Day. So yeah. I will need to talk to somebody. Maybe we can do five minutes with you on uh, on a Christmas Day podcast from the hospital. <laughs> Patch me in via phone, yeah. I'll have the phone with me. I'll make sure it's well charged. Okay, uh, I tell you what, I want to switch up here, but uh, I want to. Um, this this just came in. This is a because we played a clip earlier, and it's the only reason I'm even mentioning it now. Uh, otherwise, I would wait for it. But um, there's another clip that had just that has just come in from uh, from Nick Ferrari's show on uh, on LBC. He took a call from a um, looks like a rugby player. Uh, and he was asking questions uh-huh. about the actual inventor of the mRNA vaccine, Dr. Robert Malone. Would you like to hear the call? Yeah. Okay. Have you had one, James? Uh, no, I haven't, Nick, no. Why might that be, sir? Well, I'm, I'm a 40-year-old bloke um, who plays rugby every Saturday. And, um, a bit like, the, bit like that um, chap who died two weeks ago, sadly, who also happened to be a vegetarian, who was 42 and played rugby every, not sure if it was Saturday, he got COVID and died. And one of his last things he said was, I wish I'd had the vaccination. You're a bit like that bloke. M- maybe he had serious underlying health conditions. Um, Wasn't mentioned, but I'm not a doctor. But sh- should I asymptomatically transmit COVID to Granny, she would have no doubt had the vaccine. So she'll be okay, wouldn't she? Not if it's a new strain. And no no one has ever said, no one has ever said it will 100% protect you or 100% protect your grandmother or your grandfather. But it goes a hell of a way to offering that protection. Why would you want to put your grandparents' lives at risk? The, the, the thing is, see, I, I know that these mRNA vaccines are all on trial until early 2023. They've never been used in humans before. Um, COVID, creator, was in, COVID only became a reality in 2019. The, the creator of the mRNA oh, vaccine, Dr. Robert Malone, has said they should never be used in humans. I, honestly, I, I, I sense that you get all your medical information from the internet or Google, as opposed to someone such as the uh, British Medicine Board, or indeed the European Medical Agency, or indeed the Federal Board. Why? why I'll try again. Why are they all in conspiracy, James? Break that down Clinical for me. Clinical trials. No, 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 just, 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 just answer my question respectfully. Why would they all be in conspiracy? Why would they we all be... No, in... no, 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 no. You see, what you don't realise is you're shouting and shouting and it's not going out. So we're going to do it my way or we're not going to do it at all, OK? So please explain to me why all these medical agencies would all be in cahoots. Because they're paid for by the government. They're, they're all playing the government narratives. Why, what, sorry, why, why would the government pay these medical agencies to put them in this situation where they have people dying in their thousands and they risk re-election? Very, very, many of these governments will not get it. If, if you agree they want to be in power, why would they do this? Can you repeat that? Sorry. Why would a government pay their supposedly independent medical boards, by the way, they are independent, but I'll play the game just for the fun of it, to then produce these figures, which in some instances means no one will ever vote for them again? What's in it for them? If all political parties, all they ever want is power, why would a government... Any any scientist... 
any scientist who works for the government normally says what the government wants them to say, OK? No, I think that's the yellow. You'll understand that. That, that, You play rugby. That's a yellow card because you've just got nothing. I cannot continue with you making these extraordinary wild-ass assertions with nothing to back it up. So I'm afraid that's a yellow card. You know, that's a brief time in the sim bin. I look forward to talking to you again. Be well. Please talk to a professional. Please talk to a professional about your stance on that. Go on, Bruce, after you. I, I, uh, because we are leaning more towards a family show, I will uh, refrain from the words I wish to use to describe my annoyance with um, how the, uh, how that uh, rugby player was treated in that um, interaction. But that's um, standard. That's standard yeah. with LBC, my friend. I've been on the other end of that. I've had very good points to make, but that guy sat in the chair there has the mute button and he can shut you up and he can do exactly what he said there we're going to do it my way and by my way means he keeps control of the narrative james o'brien did it to me ferrari's done it to me sorry i know i've interrupted again but when i spoke to ferrari he was talking about um teachers and saying that teachers were overpaid and um, they got too much holiday, and he was being deadly serious. The man has clearly never met anyone who's been teaching in a state school because they're not overpaid. They're working hours. I've got personal experience of this. Um, We won't go into too much detail, but I know uh, a teacher in a primary school who starts the day about two hours before the kids even get into the school and is still often working at 11 o'clock at night. Um, just to get things ready. And he shut me up. He didn't let me say anything. You know, I was quoting chapter and verse with facts about teachers and Ferrari shut me up as quick as that because he's got the mute button. And that's what's wrong with LBC. LBC has been completely gotten to. It was all about stopping Brexit. You know, that the, there was... At one time, out of the five hosts during the course of the day, four voices were anti-Brexit, so pro-European, and one voice, which was Ferrari, and I was fairly sure he wasn't genuine. He was the one for Brexit. So it's 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 a it's another part of the propaganda machine now. I'm going to do the ad hominem attack. I'll be the one to take the fall for this one. When you watch that video... Uh, he's uh, the the rugby player mentions um, uh, underlying maybe they had underlying yeah yeah um, well that's exactly what the host there had um, underlying yeah he's a beast he, he is a fat yes. man he's he he's is a very fat man yes he's why some of us even though I am now as thin as I've ever been would still be considered gammon because we've got that he's got that florid pink complexion because the man is overweight. He's a hack journalist. Uh, and I've actually got a little bit more respect for O'Brien, although I would still, well, still wouldn't piss on him if he was burning, quite frankly. So, yeah, I know it's a family show, but there you go. You say piss a lot in America. You piss me off. It doesn't yeah, doesn't have the we, same effect here, here in the UK. Yeah, But, yeah, Nick Ferrari, sorry, the, the man has lost it and he's sold out. He didn't even bother to entertain. Like uh, he 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 went straight to the conspiracy theory stuff. You notice that he went straight to the conspiracy side of things side of things rather than sit down and say, okay, 
I, I've heard of this guy that you're talking about, which clearly, if, if anybody doesn't know who that is, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology for a vaccine, if anybody doesn't know who that is at this point, they're living under a rock. And I don't care what any of these these governments. Go ahead. Please talk to a professional. Please. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> a professional. You get all of your information from the Internet. Well, so does everybody yeah. else these days, including your researchers, Nick Ferrari. Yeah. That's where they get their information from. And if you know where to look, there is genuine information, genuine statistics that haven't been doctored by a government agency to to read the uh, the way they want them to read. And the fact that Malone said this should not be used on humans and they are not supposed to. And well, we're still in a trial period up to 2023. That's fact. Ferrari should have treated that as fact and treated the man with more respect. But he he didn't because he knew he was on a sticky wicket with this guy. He knew he was about to um, get shown up. And it's like when you're in court and you're a barrister, you should never ask your witness a question you don't already know the answer to. Whether they're a defence witness or a prosecution witness, you should never ask a question you don't know the answer to because otherwise your whole case falls apart. And that was what was probably about to happen to Nick Ferrari. And to be fair, I I, I was actually a little frustrated with the, the rugby player as well, um, just because he didn't quite have like you could have shredded even in that small bit of time that he was allowed, you could have shredded him because he pulled up the well, OK, what conspiracy is it? Well, the governments are working together with the big corporations to make money. Well, yep. yeah, but the politicians want to be reelected. Yeah, but your electoral your electoral system isn't fixed. Yeah, like nothing. You can't prove that those people are in there that are, are were voted in. They're but making had, money off of the 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 stuff in the stock market. So uh, clearly, the government's paying for it, which means the yeah. people are paying for it. So I mean, you could have shredded him with that. But here's how this yeah. works, though, Bruce. Right with with these call in shows like LBC, you don't know what the topic's going to be until basically the show starts. At which point, they they deliberately trigger people, and they'll trigger. All kinds of people, people who are composed and ready to give chapter and verse of their argument, they tend not to get through onto the line if their argument is is contrary to the narrative that the yeah. presenter is trying to put through. I've spoken to these call screeners and, I, and I, I've done it a, a number of times. And if you've had the chance to write down a number of things so that you've got a crib sheet in front of you, um, as soon as you start to argue effectively, you are cut off. And I I totally agree that the guy that he was speaking to wasn't well prepared and he could have put forward better arguments. But that's a man who's gone, oh, I'm listening to this while I'm working and that's really pissed me off, right? Where's the phone? He's phoned up and the researchers are quite good at picking someone who is going to be flustered and not be able to deliver anything worth hearing. And and that's what they did with that that guy. That well, I've seen it as well with TV interviews, particularly with the far right, when you've got your goose stepping Nazi skinheads who haven't got a clue because they they've never read a history book, they've never read a book, and they're asked for their opinion on the street, and they don't express, particularly when we come to immigration and mass immigration, which even some of the more sane left agree is a bit of a problem. And even some of the immigrant communities will tell you, you know, this is not a good thing. But when they want to interview someone about it 
in a protest or whatever, they will pick out the biggest idiot they can find, and that idiot will embarrass themselves on air, on video, and it defeats any argument that a sensible, sane person might have had. That's fair. It's prob- I'm probably being too, not probably, I am being too critical of rugby player. Because, uh, I mean, he should be commended for putting himself out there to be humiliated like that. Um, I can tell uh, you, after he got off air, if he was anything like me, he was still fuming. He mm-hmm. he, he would have been absolutely be. irritated with himself for not putting the argument across correctly. And, you know, I have every sympathy for him. But there's a man who probably his heart rate would have gone up. He'd have been absolutely incandescent with rage after that call. Uh huh. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even on the call. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I, I want to switch up here. Last few minutes, Marty, you uh, you've taken a, a special interest in this Rittenhouse trial. So much so, you even uh, you even sent a, a letter of complaint to the BBC on the matter. Yes. I did, yes. And um, they took extra time to reply to me because what they um, they're getting... Well, here we go. Our coverage of the trial of Carl Rittenhouse and subsequent verdict has reflected the political divisions in the USA and polarised views on issues such as gun control. Well, sorry, the case wasn't about gun control, so what's that got to do with their coverage? The case was about a man who was there to protect people and property from arsonist, rioting anarchists. And it goes on to say, our reporting made clear the events which led to the shooting and the circumstances involved. We scrutinised the arguments put forward to both the defence and prosecution and offered impartial analysis of the political, legal and social implications of the verdict. Far from it. it. That is not what happened, BBC. Your coverage no. was absolutely appallingly biased towards pandering to BLM, Antifa, um, and the the non-Democrats. By that, I don't mean Republicans. I just mean that the Democratic Party is yeah. anything but Democratic. And it says, yeah, implication of the verdict reflecting on the response from voices across the political spectrum. Absolute tosh. They didn't speak to anyone from the centre-right. We appreciate you may not be, or you may still be unhappy with our coverage of the story and have shared your feedback with senior editors at BBC News. Well, look, those senior editors are the very sleeper agents that have been put there through the the universities in the UK that have been turned to to that wokeism left-wing kind of thought. And they are not going to care one bit. There's no point in me pursuing it any further because it, it's not been mentioned. You know, it, 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 it's a non-event. Thankfully, I have this platform in which I can say, BBC, you do need to be defunded. You are no longer an unbiased news channel. You no longer deserve the licence fee. And everybody in the UK paying around about £180 per year for the privilege of watching a television who probably don't even watch the BBC. They watch the other channels that are paid for through advertising, which are free to watch, but you can't watch them freely because we have to have a TV licence. It's time to stop that TV licence. It's time to defund the BBC and throw those buggers broadcasting communism off the air. You know, I, I feel like I feel like your um, 
you're a little upset. I, I get that feeling. You're you're just you're a little upset at uh, at not just the coverage, but you're upset at the the wokeism uh, that's that they've all fostered to. Uh, no, no pun intended, of course. Uh, but you're you're upset, <laughs> and I can I can see that. I, I can see that. But you're not as upset as a certain group of uh, university students. Which, by the way, uh, this this poor kid was expelled from university because of that verdict. Uh, his own university where he was taking classes. But that's okay because online by the time classes. Yeah, by online the way. classes. By the time he's finished with these lawsuits suing the mainstream media in the United States for defamation and probably outside the country too, such as the BBC, he's probably going to have more money than any of these sorry, woke, dumbass kids are going to have in their entire lives anyway. But that's not really the point because I'm talking about finances and I really shouldn't be. We should really be talking about their feelings, shouldn't we? That's what we should be talking about. These kids today, they're offended by just about everything. Well, they got offended by uh, the verdict. And so much so that the California College, uh, which is California State University uh, in Long Beach, has offered psychological services to students upset with the Rittenhouse verdict not being guilty. Uh, you, you really you really couldn't make this up. They have offered counseling and psychological services to students at a debrief of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, where he was found not guilty of murder charges when he shot three white men, killing two in self-defense during the riots in Kenosha last year. The verdict shocked and outraged many in the nation, despite the high-profile trial, revealing the poor case prosecutors had as their own eyewitnesses and video evidence only bolstered Rittenhouse's claim to self-defense. The university put out the following event flyer on Twitter. Join us for a facilitated conversation to debrief the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. This discussion is hosted by the Division of Student Affairs and is open to all California State University of Long Beach students, staff, and faculty. When there are higher profile events and issues in the public discourse, it is not uncommon for our university to provide spaces for our campus community to discuss these topics. I see. Well, that's, they're, that's... They're very upset. They're very upset. They are upset. They are so upset. They'll probably forget their own pronouns. They're that upset. I know. I know. I know. It's just it, it's it's just a tragedy. But you know, what's it got to do with the people in California? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Where was it happening? It was happening in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Which is and nearest I can tell about uh, three thousand miles away. So. Exactly. Exactly. So what they're traumatized about, these these little darlings in, in California, is the fact that now when they go out to riot, there's precedent set uh, mm -hmm. for them to be shot if they attack anyone. Not that it wasn't there in the first place. The, the law completely covers self-defense. If you're allowed to carry a gun, you're allowed to use it to defend yourself. If you are permitted and it's legal to carry that gun, you're allowed to use it to defend yourself in the circumstances where self-defense is necessary. I think a skateboard around the back of the head, I think lying on your back and someone running towards you pulling a pistol and cocking the pistol are all, you know, quite applicable circumstances to buy back. And that's what these woke scumbags have got a problem with now. They're probably actually suffering a form of post-traumatic stress disorder you know as a it. result as a result of um, the fact that oh, that could have been me when we were rioting, you know, in San Francisco last weekend, yeah, or, or whenever. That that could have been me that got shot, or you know, when, when I threw that petrol bomb through that shop window of that Hispanic family protesting for for anti-racism because i didn't know whose shop it was I, I i didn't know it was owned by immigrants i didn't know that that shop was owned by black people i didn't know that that shop was owned by 
uh, a Nigerian family who've, who've fled Nigeria and, and come here for, for um, what's the word I'm looking for? Asylum? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Away from scumbags like I mean, that? Yeah. So they're, they're probably suffering a little bit of PTSD. Bless them. Bless their cotton socks, as we say. Good. That, that's what I have to say. Uh, you're suffering PTSD from um, the ruling on that and realizing that that could have been you. Good. I should have been you. Should have been, been you. Yeah. While saying yeah, nothing. Song there as well. While, while saying nothing about the, uh, the, 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 the guy that, excuse me, the, the scumbag psychopath that drove through the Christmas parade and killed, what, what is it now, six, no, no. seven people? No, no, that, that was a that was a uh, SUV. That was an accident. How do you call uh, that a car that, accident? Yeah. I know that's what CNN and ABC and all these networks have been. How how on earth do you call that a car accident? Like that that's that's disgraceful. Yeah, he's well, he's going to go down for it, isn't he? He's he's going to get life. In fact, probably several life sentences for yeah, that. Yeah, but the guy was out. Yeah, but the guy was. Think about this. The guy was out on a thousand dollars cash bail because he tried to run over his girlfriend with the same car. He also oh. assaulted her. He had he had punched her uh, first, so uh, assault and battery, and then tried to run her over as well. So assault with a deadly weapon. I don't know, I don't know what that one would be. Uh, attempted manslaughter. I'm not sure what what you could get with that one. But if I understand right, the bond was something like a hundred thousand dollars. But because of the way this specific um, DA, you missed, they, they, no, they on, reduced it because he's a person of color. No, see, so you, you you miss you misspoke there. You said DA. What you meant to say was Soros funded DA. That's what you meant to say, right? Yes, yes, exactly that. It's a Soros funded DA, and uh, they they released him early. And then uh, the argument was, well, he was running from cops. But then when you go and look at the reports that all came out, uh, he wasn't running from cops. In fact, many cops were standing in the way to try to stop him. Uh, in fact, uh, many banged on his window saying, hey, look, stop, you're, you're, you're going into a parade. And in fact, there was one officer that tried to stop uh, him two or three times standing in front of him. And then he kept accelerating and then started swerving in the crowd. No, it wasn't an accident. No, he wasn't running from cops. Honestly, I'm, I'm more disappointed um, that you didn't have a concealed carry individual there that didn't put a stop to the uh, car. We, we had um, a long time ago now, it was back in the 80s, I was at sea at the time and news reached us about an incident in Huntingdon, a guy called Michael Ryan, who owned several legal guns, as it happened, they were all legally owned, including an AK-47. These were back in the days when we were still allowed to have a firearm certificate and, and own such weapons. And he went on the rampage, and I think he killed in total nine people, and that was a, a, a huge number for the UK for a mass shooting. We don't tend to have very many, thankfully, but if just one other person had have had a weapon, they could have stopped him earlier. And, and I think that's, that's the point that they've missed, because this plan to take away an individual's ability to defend themselves has been going on for a very long time. And again, I'm not going to put the tinfoil hat on and say maybe he was pushed, maybe the right buttons were pushed to make him do it so that it gave government the excuse to clamp down. But there was that very interesting documentary drama, Making a Murderer, of how that individual's buttons were pushed to cause him to kill his family, I think, in, in, in the end. And we had the Dunblane Massacre, which again was a guy who owned guns legally, but they were about to be taken off 
him because of the the new laws. And this one individual decided to go and shoot several children and teachers in a primary school in Scotland. Again, if one more person had have had a gun, they could have stopped him. But because our police are sparsely armed, then we do have armed police at a certain degree of readiness in the country at all around the country at all times. They are few and far between. So once a shooting incident goes off, it takes time for someone to get there. You've heard me in the past talk about American police and how I I know that I've seen their de-escalation skills are not brilliant. And it's the de-escalation of the situation that was probably needed. But you also have to make a judgment call when de-escalation isn't possible, like when the, the guy revs his engine and lurches his car forward at you, that it's time to draw your weapon and take him out. And because of all the wokeism and all the riots and the fact that the guy was black and no one wanted another George Floyd incident, those guns weren't drawn and he wasn't shot dead inside his vehicle because he didn't have bulletproof glass. I don't know if you've all seen the latest James Bond film. That's quite amazing, the the uh, the bulletproof glass in, in the Aston Martin is that DB6. The, hold on, man. Is, that the, is, that, is this the woke James Bond now? Yeah, yeah. The the woke Jake. Well, he's not interested. No, if no, it's no, not no spoilers. I'm sorry. If it's not um, if it's not the legend Sean Sir Sean Connery. If it's not Roger Moore. If it's not Pierce Brosnan. Then I'm not really interested. Well, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with you. I think I think. All right. Daniel Craig played a couple of good ones. All right. Fine. I'll, I'll give well, you. Well, no. But the character that 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 Craig has got is um I I think suits Bond down down to the ground. But. Uh-huh. The older films are, were were also tongue in cheek. These uh, they these were they were masterpieces. They were masterpieces. You know how I feel about movies. I'm not a I'm not a big yeah, movie yeah, watcher. Yeah. But those we're, were way off topic here. We way are, off yeah. topic. The thing is, I think the police stayed their hand out of fear of another blow up of uh, of riots and uh, and protests against what was. In this particular case, it would have been a totally justified act to shoot that man dead before he got to that parade. Because if he's driving his car at a police officer, that is an assault with a deadly weapon, and he wasn't shot dead. And the thing is, is uh, before someone makes the argument of, uh, number one, well, there's a couple arguments that I know the left makes. Your argument saying that if someone else had a gun in that situation, they could have stopped them when it's an active shooter. It could have potentially been stopped sooner. Well, you have no, you don't know that. You you don't have an example of that. No, actually, we do. We have multiple examples to where there was an active shooter. They um, fired off a few rounds, uh, concealed carry, pulls the gun on the individual, and puts them down. And that was the end of it. You know why it wasn't a mass shooting event? Because the concealed carry individual took them out. Yeah. Um, so. It, the the argument that there is no examples is not true at all. Um, the other thing, um, the uh, uh, the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, that should have never happened if law enforcement was doing their job. That would have never have happened if if the government was doing the job that they were supposed to do. When there's riots like that, an actual insurrection happening, you you activate the Insurrection Act, and that means military comes in and cleans up. They they, they whether it's whether it's uh, uh, non-lethal or less than lethal ammunition or uh, live ammunition, whichever. At that point, you're you have people are being killed. You have to set the precedent that we do not accept this kind of behavior. And then on top of that, the people should be um, 
protesting these DAs that are George Soros funded that are just releasing felons. This it's not like just a little misdemeanor. They had a little bit of uh, you know a couple ounces of marijuana on them, and they're 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 going into prison. And no, no, these are felons that assaulted people with deadly weapons that are being uh, released on a very small bail. Um, these guys should be thrown out. Uh, and, and in fact, maybe we should come up with some charges to put against them because this guy was out because of the DA. So that makes the the, the DA uh, complicit in this, uh, uh, an accomplice, technically. So uh, I, I think there needs to be stricter action taken against individuals that had the opportunity to, to uh, stop this and didn't do anything about it. Yeah, we used to have a system like that here in the U.S. By the way, if your if your house was broken into and you didn't stop the criminal or you didn't you know put forth an effort to stop them and they go and rob some uh, someone else, you're complicit with that individual going and robbing someone else, and you would get in trouble too. Uh, not as extreme, you know, and not as uh, far as what the, no, uh, the I, actual I, criminal. I, I, no. I get where you're going. I mean, at the very least. First of all, I can't understand how Soros is managing to fund a district attorney. What the hell has it got to do with George Soros? How, how, is, how is that even happening? It, well, it allows him to, uh, to go in and to uh, break down law and order at the local level. That's what it allows him to do. Yeah. And at the very least, the DA facilitated this horrible, horrible uh, tragedy. It's not a tragedy. It was murder. Murder with a, with a, with a motor It was a terrorist attack. Yeah. Uh, to all intents and purposes, um, but we have we have on a on a smaller scale, scale it down a bit. We had the same principle in the armed forces, and it's and it's still in force. If you've left your locker open and you get stolen from, first of all, if the person's caught, they will be tried under the full weight of the Military Discipline Act, and secondly, you will also wind up on a charge of carelessness. Because if you're careless with your own possessions, and bearing in mind a lot of people in the military also have um, responsibility for explosive stores and so on and so forth, then who knows what you might be doing with with ammunition or the keys to the magazine or, or whatever. So people who are careless with their own personal security are punished after the event of a theft within the, within the armed forces. And I think that's that's absolutely fine and that's the way it should be. All right. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. I want to thank you guys for being here today. Uh, but unfortunately, we are out of time, so we are going to have to go. But Marty, it's always a pleasure having you on at the uh, the end of the week. I uh, hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'll have to. I've got to make the most of the next few days because, like I say, Christmas, <laughs> hospital food. Um, mm -hmm. Can't even have any visitors because of COVID restrictions. So no one can bring me a big bucket of KFC in or anything. Like I said, we'll, uh, other, we'll, we'll other patch forms in of for fried a... chicken are also available. Uh, I'll bring you a bucket of KFC. <laughs> yeah, it'll be cold by the time it gets here, mate. Don't, yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, but anyway, like I said, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll patch you in for uh, for a five to ten minute uh, update uh, while you're uh, while you're in. I mean, I'm sure they give you a five minute phone call in prison. I mean, in the hospital, can't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can't really stop me. The television service in the hospital costs if you want to watch tv because bearing in mind it's a, it's a national health service hospital i'm not on a private ward i won't have my own television you have to pay they have for a tv little, license for a day or something it costs 20 pounds for 24 oh no sorry You've 48 hours you be kidding me 48 hours of television cost will cost you 20 pounds and the the screen is tiny the headphones are, are rubbish the channels are 
indescribably boring. Um, so I may sleep, sneak my laptop in uh, and sit. But then again... Um, probably charge you for the Wi-Fi. Probably, ch- yeah. I'd have to use uh, I'd have to use my own data as a hotspot, and and that would eat it all up rather quickly. So no, mm-hmm. um, it's been a pleasure to be on again, and um, you will catch me a few more times before I head for my next surgery, and after that, I shall have to have a, a short break again because it's it's um, it's difficult to sit still whilst one is in such pain and have a meaningful conversation um you you'd be on the bleep button every four seconds i imagine if um Mm -hmm. if i was in in that much pain you you know what we need to do before you uh before you call it quits for the uh the rest of the year what what we need to do before you go out for that uh that procedure we need to plan a room 101 is what we need to do because we need yeah we need to do that for uh we're going to release those for our christmas day thing so people will get a laugh over uh over christmas day it's christmas and christmas day so we uh yeah we need to do one of those so i'll make the necessary arrangements for our contestants uh you've got a couple in uh in line you are our judge for the next one so uh yeah you did did win uh the last time bruce uh, awarded you the winner so uh you will be the judge so we will have to take you got the check bruce yeah Yes, yes, I did. So you it, haven't it, cashed it, it yet. That's all. Yeah. I haven't seen a guy at my kind yeah. yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we will be planning that. Uh, I'll get with you next week on that, and we'll set it up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure and have that done by the end of the year. But uh, anyway, okay. So, thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you for being here today, Marty. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Good night, all.